One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Following the first confirmed death in Clonakilty Community Hospital, the HSC redeployed new staff to the facility due to the level of staff at the hospital testing positive for COVID-19. Today it's been reported that there have been nine deaths in total at the hospital due to COVID-19. The Minister for Older People, Jim Daly, is currently a volunteer at the hospital and he joins me. Good morning to you, Jim. Good morning. Um, and you are very welcome. I suppose, firstly, our deepest, deepest sympathy to the families of those who have lost loved ones. This is a very, very tough time for them. It is indeed, Patricia. And first of all, thank you for the opportunity to come on your show and the invitation. It's much appreciated. Um, yeah, it's a terrible, terrible, sad, um, difficult time for the families. And when you speak to family members who lose their loved ones at a time like this, where uh, it all happens so fast, uh, the burial takes place really, really quickly. Uh, the people aren't allowed to congregate together and support one another at a time like this. Uh, when you go into you know any setting and where you see everybody with gowns and masks and gloves on them, and it, it, it's very, very frightening. And then you have a lot of families, uh, obviously, of those who are still in the hospital settings who are very concerned and very upset as well. And as I've said before, you know, every time uh, a resident dies at somewhere in somewhere like Clannacilty Community Hospital, a little bit of the hospital goes with them because it is a community up there. Um, there's a great camaraderie. Uh, the staff view the, the residents there as family members. Uh, I've also made a point before that there, there is no glove or there is no mask or no gown can hide the, I suppose the spirit of the staff and the personality of the staff and the humour of the staff because it radiates and shines way above and beyond any gown and any mask uh, to keep the, the spirits of the residents that are there up. But it's, so it's very difficult when somebody dies on the, the family and their friends and on the rest of the residents and the staff of the community hospital. And I know that the uh, HSE are not confirming the numbers of COVID-19 positive cases at the home are uh, the staff numbers. But would family members know if a loved one had been diagnosed? Uh, they would. They would. The family okay. member would, would be entitled to any information, of course, regarding their their, their member or their their loved one. No problem at all. And the hospital will endeavour to communicate as best they can with families. And families are always encouraged to make contact with the hospital have they any concerns. Uh, it's very, I mean, it cannot be underestimated, I suppose, just to, to stay with the dying aspect of it for a moment. I mean, one of the saddest things I've seen there and witnessed in um, is when somebody dies, uh, people at that age, their faith is enormously important to them, really, really important. And, you know, you, you can't get a priest at a time like this because it's not safe to do so, to have a priest come in and out. So the priest administers the last rites virtually over the phone uh, to the to the resident who's uh, facing end of life, and like that must be so distressing for for people of of any age. 
age, but particularly of the age of the cohort of people that are in connectivity community hospital, where they're facing their their last hours and days, and you know that's a comfort that they are denied really, which is a personal touch. Um, obviously, the hospital, and I heard you mention that earlier, makes every effort to allow family members be with loved ones towards the end of their days in so far as it's practicable but it's never ever ideal and it's never ever you know like yeah, and then the, the, the family you know bless their hearts trying to get on with grieving and you know we know in West Cork the huge huge funerals and the turnouts for funerals and the traditions that are associated with funerals and a community rallying around you know to comfort and look after the bereaved and that's not there yeah, it's it's very strange. I mean, I, I saw recently a funeral of a, of a neighbour of mine who died, and uh, I just was observing from from obviously a very far distance and safe distance, and I was. It, it was just heartbreaking to see it all happen so fast. To see uh, the lady be buried so quickly and uh, such sparse. Um, you know, I buried my own mum. My family buried our mum just at the tail end. This was just before this uh, outbreak. Really, um, I think it was probably one of the last funerals that we we used to know. Him. So I understand fully and totally the support that you get from people at a time when you are mourning a loved one and when you're burying somebody belongs to you. Uh, it's an awful loss. I mean, I, I just can't imagine. I thank God every day that my mum was was taken, I suppose, from all of this and that we were able to avail of that support of community and friends uh, uh, just at, at the end. I think it was, okay. as I said, one of the... My condolences. I wasn't, I wasn't aware of that. So condolences on, on the last year, Mum, because as I always say to people, there's never a right time to say goodbye to a much-loved parent, no matter what age you are. Indeed, and she'd have been one of the first people that she was always listening to. She'd be the first to give me a text after, and I always got an excellent plus, whether whether I served it or not. Bless her heart. Bless bless her heart. Actually, on that point, because, you know, you've regularly over the years been on the programme, and especially since you took over the role as health, as uh, in the Department of Health, and you've always been available to us. We have had a number of calls from people saying, where's Jim Daly in the middle of all of this? There is an explanation why you're not on the media. Yeah, well, I hear that quite often. People say, you know, you're the minister for older people and look what's happening in nursing homes and mental health, obviously, is also a huge, huge issue and challenge at the moment. The reality is, is what I'm doing at the moment is I, it's difficult to explain to people that I'm not a TD anymore. Uh, there isn't four TDs in West Park. There are three, uh, and I'm not one of them. So I'm not a public representative, but I am still a minister uh, with responsibilities, as I've always had, until a new government is formed. So, I mean, just for example, today I have, you know, half 11 I'm talking to, um, Healthy Ireland about initiatives that we're running through the country at 12 o'clock and talk to Jim Ryan the head of mental health services I have a video conference at 2 o'clock with mental health reform who represent all the bodies in the mental health yesterday I was on with Simon Harris and you know Home Carers Ireland our Home and Community Carers Ireland talking about the issue for home carers and people who are delivering care in the home so I continue to work all day every day in the ministerial role but one thing I don't do is media uh, and the reason for that is I suppose at a time of a national pandemic and crisis like this uh, it's really, really vital that, uh, you know, the information given out there is 100% accurate, it's 100% complete. So myself and Simon Harris have agreed, you know, that we've discussed it and, you know, both believe that it would be better if, if Simon does all the communicating. Uh, he's at the tick of it there, he's in the department every day. If I was to be briefed on every single issue relating to older people at this point in time, the officials who are very, very overstretched would all have to brief the Minister Harris first 
and didn't brief me and he would be doing media and I would be doing media. So it is better and the government as a whole are keeping it to a minimum of two or three of the senior ministers doing all of the communication for that very good reason, to be fair. And how did you end up volunteering at the hospital? And I just, I'm the chairman of the Corda group, which is a group we set up there about maybe eight or nine months ago. There's 12 of us on a committee here and we support Clinical Community Hospital. Uh, we're fundraising and uh, we provide music sessions when we could every Sunday evening. And, you know, all of these kind of things we're doing there. So uh, the hospital contacted me as chairman of the Corda and asked me would there be any possibility I could find somebody in the community that would be in a position to volunteer up there to assist because of the new, I suppose, uh, restrictions in place there now. Staff can't go from one ward to the kitchen and, you know, move around as freely as they use. If staff are in a ward, they stay in that ward. So they're looking for somebody to bring food from the kitchen to all the different wards and then collect all the trays again afterwards and bring it back to the kitchen. And be a general gopher up there to run errands. And uh, and they were only stuck at weekends. So I said, look, consider it done. I'd be delighted to do it. It would give me a great insight into, I suppose, helping me in my day-to-day job. When I'm, you know, I, I talk every day to Minister Harrison, to the officials in the Department of Health and to the HSE senior management team. And it gives me just an extra confidence, I suppose, to understand the challenges, to understand the environment that is that we are trying to deal with this pandemic and to, to assist there. So I, what I do is I work Saturdays this week. Now I'll be working three days, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. So bank holiday weekend, the same last bank holiday weekend. And ordinarily just the weekends I do there. But it, it gives me great insight. And well done. You know, well, well, well done. What, what do you feel you've learned from the experience? Uh really humbled. I mean, I think look, you're, you're around probably as long as myself, um, Patricia, uh, and, uh, you know, you'll, all the time you're, you're going to be stunned by things that you've heard before but you've never understood right. So it, we've often heard about how staff are superb, how the frontline workers are amazing, how they are incredible. But then when you have someone like myself who has the privilege of being among them and working among them and just seeing, as I said, the amazing personalities, the sense of humour, the warmth with which they still ooze out through masks, gowns. I mean, Clinic Community Hospital is an amazing facility and it has always been renowned for the care it has given. But to see it now at a time of a particular challenge and to see it rise to that challenge and see the staff just take on a whole new life and a whole new, which I didn't think could exist because I was quite familiar with the hospital and didn't think they could go any further than they were going. They're just phenomenal and, you know, nothing is too much when you meet Somebody coming off duty after doing 12 nights in a row, you know, and you think, God, how do you do it? And if they look, we're, you know, under pressure, a lot of staff are out. Obviously, a big problem there is staff having to be out because some staff have been diagnosed with the COVID. And then you have other staff who have been in contact with them or close contact with them have to self-isolate for two days. So that causes enormous challenges. But that's just, you know, I suppose, builds resilience. So I'm really, really humbled, Patricia, by what I've seen of the frontline staff, the caring staff at every level, whether they're inside the kitchen cooking the meals and, you know, going the extra little mile and hearing them talk about every individual. I mean, Clonic Hilti isn't a small hospital. There's 122 beds there. Uh, and to hear them talk about every single individual inside the kitchen. That's Mary Murphy. She likes us, but, so, you know, <laughs> and the you know, and I make up that name, obviously. But when you hear every, and she likes her carrots, no, she doesn't like the rice, you know. Isn't that, that fantastic? And it's just gorgeous. So, and then that transfers, I get to see that first time. Then I go into the ward and I meet the, or to the edges of the ward where I hand over the different meals and all of that and meet the staff there and they're just always so sprightly and they're so kind to the patients. So if, if, if I could do anything by getting this wonderful experience, that is provide reassurance to the families of the residents of Clonic Hilti Community Hospital that their loved ones are getting the absolute top of the range Rolls 
right care that anybody could get anywhere. Uh, even in these challenging times, there is no reduction in care, only, only an increase, I would say, and we didn't think that was possible. Are the residents missing the visitors, though, Jim? They are. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And I mean, I think for the, you know, those gorgeous people that are up there, uh, the beautiful people having lived their lives and uh, how frightening it must be for them to be able to just, you know, be around or to look around and see everybody in gowns and see everybody in wearing masks and gloves and, you know, some of the, these outfits look like the, the, the jumpsuits or whatever. And visors, you know, sure, of course, that's very distressing and very frightening. But again, the staff go out of their way to personalise and be human and be funny and, you know, very free with the residents. So that's very comforting for them. I also see the, the staff didn't go around themselves. Someone come in at their own time, you know, very um, helpful and they go around with iPads to the different residents and they're connecting up with somebody at home who has the grandchildren on the other side of an iPad talking to Granny, you know. And, Which is and grand. That's so, that connection is so important. And telling a little poem and that. So, I mean, those, where, where appropriate, that's powerful. That's beautiful as well. Then you have some residents up there who have, you know, a very severe dementia and that's why it was, look, it's easy for people to, to challenge and say, you know, why weren't the nursing homes, you know, should the government have done more? But they're very, very challenging environments where you have a lot of elderly, frail, vulnerable people uh, in, you know, in a setting together. And then you have the number of people who have uh, dementia and fairly advanced dementia who like to walk all day. That's what they do. They walk around a lot. That's, the, you know, one of the, the traits of people who have dementia. And you can't get those people to sit on a chair all day and not go near any other patient. So, you know, it's a challenging environment. Let nobody it's be under any illusion. It's, 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 it's tough. tough. And, and have the HSC redeployed new staff, as, we, as we've been led to believe? Yeah, there is yeah, some additional okay. staff. Gonna, I mean, particularly around infection control and that's some staff with expertise in that area, you know, in some of the areas, that new emerging areas. I mean, you have a very, very highly qualified staff, nursing medical staff already existent in the hospital. Uh, wonderful GPs, I said in an interview there with the opinion uh, this month that there's one uh, lady GP from the area that I see every day I'm up in the hospital, every single day, the Tuesday, a Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, I see uh, this lady GP there and I'm thinking, you know, does that lady ever, ever take a day off? Like, people are just, I don't think anybody will ever, ever realise the length and the level uh, people are going to. I know Brian Carey is a consultant geriatrician that covers West Cork, uh, the consultant for older people based in Bantry. Brian has had numerous visits to the hospital in Clonic Hilty and he has just said, like, categorically, the level of care here is just, I mean, there is no... Uh, there is no addition in anybody going to any other hospital. There is no better level of care available anywhere. Well uh, done. Well done. I th- and and I think care. for family members listening, because I was very conscious of that this morning, thinking of the family members who have a loved one uh, in Clonakilty Community Hospital, I think you've allayed a lot of uh, fears. Okay, so your is your. I mean, we know you stepped down from political life. Is your 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 new life, if you want to call it that, is that sort of on hold at the moment until this pandemic is over, or until at least until you fully step down in your role as as at the Department of Health? Yeah, it is. It is indeed. I can't really. You can't apply while you're a minister. You can't apply for another job or do any other job um, because that's obviously for obvious reasons. So uh, I'm obviously on hold until the new T-shirt is elected. And while I've loved doing the job I'm doing and have done, uh, you will hear a, a loud screech coming from Clannock Hilty today. There is a new T-shirt elected because I'll uh, I'll be a free man then. Uh, and I, that's what I said about 12 months ago. I decided that I wanted to take a step back from political life and from politics and all of that. Uh, it has taken a little bit longer than I thought to get out of it. 
However, uh, you know, whenever that day comes, I'm looking forward to it. And it's been an only then really can I go about applying for a new job or uh, look at it. I can obviously look at new careers now, but you can't kind of take on a new job. Until then. Okay, listen, listen, we appreciate you taking time to talk to us. Pass on our very best wishes to everybody at Clonakilty Community Hospital. And we'll no doubt speak again, Jim. But in the meantime, thank you for that and thanks for joining us. Pleasure as always. Good morning to you. Bye bye. That is the Minister for Older People, Jim Daly.